1: and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Worth of. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else really to joliecare@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You guys, friend of the show, Jaya Saxena joins me once again to help me wrap up La mob. My annual bed-making challenge. Hi, Jaya. Hello. Thank you for pinch-hitting. Oh,
2: my God. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. You
1: are my savior because <laughs> I was supposed to have our mutual friend, Danny Ortberg, in the studio, and then his book tour schedule went out of control, which yeah. is great and good, and we want that. We absolutely
2: want that, and I am totally around in here and and, <laughs> and decent at making my bed. So. <laughs> you are all of
1: those things and, and many, many more. Um, you guys, so Danny is going to, uh, try to come back later in the year to join me on the show, um, because we have like a ton of catching up to do. Um, I was especially excited to have him join and I'm especially excited to have Jaya join for this particular episode because not only is it the wrap up of LaMob, the let's all make our bed annual bed making challenge that I do every year in March. Um, but it is also the end of the seventh LaMob and even more importantly, we are coming up on the seventh anniversary of the very, very first Ask a Clean Person column. Um and so it was important for me to have someone from my hairpin fam here. And Jaya is yeah. indeed from my hairpin I fam I cannot is. believe
2: it's been seven it's years. It's crazy,
1: right? Ah. Oh. It's I it's it's totally insane. And to there me. are still things to clean. There are still things to <laughs> clean. And in fact, the not only are there still things to clean, but we during this particular Lamob, um, We actually answered a question that I had never been asked before about how to clean an electric blanket. Oh. So not only are there things to clean, but there are still, like, new things that come out of the woodwork that, like, just people haven't asked about. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see what the the next seven years brings, I guess. like. And then, I don't know, maybe seven more years after that?
2: I'm going to get a weighted blanket at some point in my life, so we'll need to figure out how to clean that.
1: Yes, and actually, you know (laughs) what? I'm really, really glad you said that because I want to say that I did get a couple of questions about that for this LaMob, and just because of the way that, like, the show broke down and the questions that I had to answer, I didn't get around to answering that, but I do think that there is a column Mm -hmm. about that Somewhere in all of this, absolutely. Um, which also is a good seg into giving you guys some show news, Ooh. which I am really, really, really excited about, and I hope you guys will be too. I think the patrons already know this, um, because I, I teased it on the last bonus episode, but it is now, um, a for sure thing, and I'm really, really excited that for the month of April, when I do my wash what happens spring cleaning content. Uh, such a pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most Joelish pun in the world, right? <laughs> oh um, what does what Jolie love in the world? Jolie loves cleaning and bravo. <laughs> um, I'm a woman of very simple taste. Um, John Taylor is going to be joining me as my co host for the show for the whole month of April. I'm really excited. Um, you guys will remember John from John and Lindsay, they were my guests for the Valentine's Day episode, all about hair. Um, and they were wonderful. And I love them together. Um, and I love John. And actually, Lindsay was the one who suggested that maybe John uh, might make a good co-host for the show. So um, John and I talked about it. And we've decided I'm not I'm not really emotionally ready to bring in a full time co-host. <laughs> um, and for for reasons, um, which basically have to do with The fact that I'm pretty committed to the idea of having if I am going to have a co-host, I want it to be a man. I think that bringing that um, that gender balance to the show is really important to me. Um, But I trust no man (laughs) if I'm being completely honest right now. And until I get back to a point where I feel like I can trust a man. Um, I'm not really ready to bring a co-host on permanently, but for the month of April, it is going to be really, really great to have John here. We're going to try it out, see how it goes. If he does love the show and he loves doing it and he wants to join as my permanent co-host, I'm open to that. Um, if not, that's okay too. I have other plans for the rest of the year, but I'm really excited and it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be great. John has already told me that he has very, very strong feelings about Windex. Ooh. Um, And as you guys know, if you listen to um, the episode that he was on with Lindsay, um, he has really strong feelings about hair and vacuums. And if you guys listen to the bonus episode that they were on, um, he also has really strong feelings about trash cans. So (laughs) I'm excited about John. The other thing that is um, just kind of like, you know, I know you guys know I'm very sentimental about these things. My first job out of college was at Sports Illustrated, and John is a writer at Sports Illustrated. So this all just feels like super, super perfect, and I'm really, really excited about having John come in, and I hope you guys will be too. Um, Also, I mentioned, you guys, that um, we um, talked all about his trash can on the bonus episode, which is a good uh, reason for me to remind you guys that I do offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show and hear John talking about his trash can, which somehow was like way more amusing than it should have been kind of like everything on the show. um, You can um, go become a patron um, for ask a clean person, the podcast by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to help support my show. And this is the end of a month, so this is the time for me to thank all of my new patrons. There have been a lot of you. <coughs> I am still sick. I'm sorry that I sound this way, but I can't help it. Um, so I'm going to thank my, uh, my March patrons. You guys, thank you. I know that a lot of this was, was my LaMobster coming <coughs> through. Um, so here are our new patrons. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. Judy Weinstein, Megan Haley, Ben R., Shani Scheiman, MMG, Caroline Fulford, Anne, Kevin Welsh. Hey, Kevin. I know Kevin, you guys. Uh, Kevin and I are, are the world's biggest Little Mix fans. Uh, FYI. Catherine Olsen, Curious About Clothes, Sophie Geffros, Caitlin Kahn, and then I have a whole bunch of um, what do I call on the show? The nicest patrons? These are the people... <laughs> <laughs> who adjust their giving uh, to be either $6.90, $3.69, or $2.69. So here they are. Uh, Allison Berkitz, Amy Connor, Claire Long, Jennifer Skates, Ursula Wheeler, Gordon Marks, Abney Holmes Alexander, and Sarah Caddo. Thank you guys so much. You are truly the nicest patrons. And I have one more big thanks to give to Lauren Covalucci um, who upped her pledge to $20 and I just wanted to say an extra thanks to you, Lauren um, and thank you so much for all of the the nice notes that you've sent. Um, Lauren has been really really sweet and really supportive and I am very grateful to her and to all of you guys for helping support my weird little cleaning show. Um. All right. Speaking of weird little cleaning show, you guys, we're gonna get real, real weird today. I'm so excited. Uh, I am really excited too. I, you know, I'm disappointed that Danny couldn't be here, but I actually am really excited for how this episode shook out because <laughs> uh, Jai and I are gonna do a bit of a grab bag episode. Uh, we are gonna go really all over the place with bed making stuff um obviously everything will be bed related but some things are going to be very sweet and some things are going to be more on the x-rated (laughs) joelish end of things yeah so this is your this is your warning that uh today's episode is going to be a little um it's going to veer into the adult care, care category uh of content as it always does here on ask a clean person podcast Um, let us start with, um, a story. Actually, originally I, I was going to read this, but I think that I'm sounding so froggy Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have you read this if you don't mind. Totally. Um, So one of my, um, one of my regular listeners, um, right at the beginning of La Mob sent me an email that was about a success story. Uh, but the way that it was written was so charming. So I I was like, I'm going to save this for the end of Lamar because I think it's really sweet. Yeah. I read is- it to you guys.
2: <clears throat> this is wonderful. Once upon a time, there was a mummy and one morning she didn't feel very well. She had a toddler to look after, but the toddler was fairly quiet. So very unwisely, she dozed in bed until such a time as humans might reasonably be expected to get up. And so it came to pass that there was ballpoint pen ink on the white bedding and a copy of Mog the Forgetful Cat. In that place, there was also a daddy, who was always happy to do the laundry, but whose talents did not extend to checking for stains, and so it came to pass that the bedding was washed and dried and still had ballpoint pen ink on it. But the mummy knew a powerful spell, known only to the cleverest and wisest of people. The spell was called the Jolie Care Google Trick. (laughs) So it came to pass that the mummy googled Jolie Care ballpoint pen ink on fabric, And so, armed only with a small bottle of hand sanitizer, some Q-tips, and a bottle of Clinique Clarifying Lotion Number no. 3, which the mummy had no time to put on her face, what with the toddler and all, <laughs> the mummy went to war on the ballpoint pen marks. And lo, it came to pass that there were no pen marks on the white bedding, nor on Mog the Forgetful Cat. And the mummy and daddy lived happily ever after, only occasionally looking back fondly on the pre-baby days when the white bedding seemed like a good idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I loved that so much. Um, Julie, thank you again for the email. Um, And also for telling me the success story. It does really make me happy when I hear that, you know, you guys have tried things and they've worked. And and it really does, it does brighten my day. Um, So I really appreciated that. And um, it also serves as um, a great lead-in to this next question mm-hmm. from Megan because um, this question from Megan is somewhat related. Yeah. And actually, it also turns out... It also...
2: Li- so, yeah, we'll read the question, <laughs> but this also literally happened to my husband two days ago. This week. This week. This week. week. Like- so this is just something <laughs> weird is in the stars. It really,
1: it really is. There, and there was, like, there was also like a whole other... There's a whole other thing about this particular question Um. That was like a whole other thing that was in the stars that I'll I'll tell you guys. I'm going to have Jaya read the question from Megan.
2: From Megan. Hi, Julie. I have a real cleaning conundrum. I tried searching the internet for answers, but no luck so far. My husband had some tattoo work done on his leg and the bandage slipped off while he was sleeping prior to him washing the tattoo. The result you can see in the picture, which you can't see, (laughs) Uh, black ink all over my light gray sheets. I haven't tried washing them yet because I'm not sure what to do or if there even is a way to get what is meant to be permanent ink out of cotton. The only real good part of the problem is that I get to write you a sheet question during La Mob. Uh, thanks for all the cleaning advice and generally making my attitude toward cleaning more positive. So Yay! that's good. Yay! You're welcome. So this is very funny because my husband got a tattoo on their arm earlier this week, and while they were sleeping, uh, yeah, similarly the bandage slipped off, and it got all over their tank top. Um, And so right on because it was sort of on their bicep. Right. So right on where the tank top is like Like right around your
1: armpit. Yeah. Like
2: right around your chest. All of a sudden there was and it was black because there had been some black fill dents. There was black ink on white tank top. Um, So I just thought it was so that this is we didn't realize this is a thing that happened too. It is. I did not realize that ink leaks that much, but it does.
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) So. Um, the, like, the funny, like, kind of full, full circle of all of this stuff is that I actually have done an episode of this podcast about getting tattoo ink off of fabric, I mean, off of clothing, but also Mm -hmm. sheets, um, which I'll tell you guys, it was episode 81. Um, and the, and the full circle thing about it was that was the first episode that marked the the new format of ask a clean person, the podcast of going to the guest format.
2: Oh man. Um, yeah. <laughs> and
1: so like, you know, and now is I'm kind of like going to not really completely bookending it, but like bringing, bringing a co-host back in for like a test and see how that goes um, and all that. So it's just kind of like a funny, like little, little bookend thing. <laughs> um, anyway, the reason that that episode in particular was um, that I did tattoo ink was because I, it was my birthday episode and, And I was getting a tattoo for my birthday. And so I was like, okay, I know that this is actually like a thing that comes up that not only does the fresh ink tend to come off on clothes and on sheets, um, but also sometimes blood, Mm -hmm. which actually did happen to me when I got my tattoo and I'll explain why. Um, But then also the ointment that you use. So I kind of wanted to go over all of those things, um, mostly with a focus on the ink, but I want to talk about the other things Mm -hmm. as well. So, um, I I will tell you that the reason that the the fairy tale about the ballpoint pen (laughs) is related to the tattoo ink is that even though, yes, tattoos are permanent, tattoo ink is just ink. Um, And so the thing you want to use for it is rubbing alcohol. And so that is the thing that you would use both for... um, the, the ballpoint pen, and for the tattoo ink, if you get tattoo ink on any kind of clothing, on your sheets, whatever it is. In my case, I got... Because of where my tattoos are. My tattoos are on my hip. Um, and because of the placement of it, when it's healing, like, your waistband... They're, like, right on a waistband, which mm-hmm. means, that, like, it's kind of constantly getting, like... Even, like, the covering is just kind of constantly getting, like, chafed and moved around. Um, and so... There was a little bit of ink that ended up getting onto my a pair of like light pink shorts that I had um, and also a little bit of blood um, and rubbing alcohol took both right out. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the technique to use and then we're going to talk about because Jaya um, used something different. Mm-hmm. And so I want to mention that because it's good to know that this works. Um so the technique to use with the rubbing alcohol. Now, first of all, you guys, I know, I know you're tired of hearing me, like, go on and on and on about the <laughs> the, the life changing experience of buying rubbing alcohol in a spray bottle, but it's like that life changing that I can't stop talking about it. Um, so what you'll do is get it, you know, get it in the spray bottle. If you don't, that's okay, but like, it really makes things a lot better. Um, spray the ink, rub the fabric against itself to work the rubbing alcohol in then hold the fabric taut under cold running water and then start rubbing it against itself again while it's under the cold running water. So it's kind of like a quick three step process, spray it with rubbing alcohol, rub, hold it taut under cold running water to flush, then rub under the cold running water. You're going to start to see all of the ink coming out. You may have to repeat once or twice, depending on how much ink it is. Like in my case, cause my tattoos are, are small. Um, there wasn't that much, but in the case of Jaya's husband, the tattoo was quite large. Mm-hmm. And so there's probably a lot more of it. Um, the other thing I want to mention about that tech, that particular technique, which I just had to do this morning <laughs> is that that same technique also works for makeup. Oh, and now you guys, I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea here. I am not sleeping in my makeup. I'm a good girl. <laughs> And I take my makeup off every night before I go to bed. And I take my contacts out and I brush my fangs and I floss. But I do not always take my makeup off before I have sex. (laughs) This is real talk with Jolie Care. I like to look pretty. So I leave my makeup on. (laughs) And I often find myself (laughs) face down. (laughs) Which means that my makeup... Is all over the pillows, the duvet cover, the duvet cover at the foot of the bed because apparently sometimes I this go backward. People yeah, move it's around. Like, it's honestly like an a uh, like sexual excavation every week when I strip the sheets <laughs> Look because what I'm happened like, here? I'm like, <laughs> how did makeup end up at the foot of the bed on the part of the duvet that's hanging off? Like where? What? What? What position was I in? <gasps> last friday (laughs) my head was hanging off the bed yeah okay yeah Yeah, apparently it was um so that technique works for foundation that works for lipstick that works for mascara and eyeliner how do i know this because i have left all of those things all over my way padding (laughs) (laughs) so now you know um the thing that jaya used yeah, I use Shout was Shout. I know, and good it totally shout.
2: and it totally worked. And I I am not sure if it was a hundred percent cotton tank top. I it probably was. It probably was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we just rubbed Shout into it, and it has those little bristles at the end. Uh-huh. So it was. Oh, you
1: used the gel stuff. It was right? the yeah. gel. Okay. It was the gel yeah. stuff that's Which, for laundry. Okay. A lot. So I'm actually really glad you said that. Because I'm going to tell you that it probably was not just that. It was the Shout. It was, it was the, the scrubbing exactly. And so. Yeah. I know you guys have heard me talk a lot, especially during Lamab, when I've been talking about, you know, blood stains and all the good stains. Yeah. Basically. Um, the the idea of using that bristle top is the same idea as using the laundry brush. Mm. Um, and my laundry brush is just a nail brush and you can also use an old toothbrush for it. It's just basically the idea is you just want to like agitate the product. So that it's penetrated, and also it's been pointed out that I've been saying penetrate a lot. but um, <laughs> like you guys, like I was single for a long time. Okay, like I, just, just everyone, just be happy that I'm having sex again. Um, and if it means that I have to use the word penetrate more often than is normal or healthy <laughs> on this show, then just go with it. Just, just ride with it, guys. Um, so yeah, so that's the idea. Is that basically the. Um, You know, agitation with a little brush of of some sort will, like, Mm -hmm. work the product in, let it penetrate the stain a little bit more, and then it can flush out. Yeah. So, um, that also, that technique of, um, you know, adding a little agitation into the party um, is important for this next thing about the tattoo stuff, which is ointment. Um, Ointment is basically a grease stain. So whether you're using like vaseline, whether you're using Vaseline, whatever, whatever it is, um, those are, those are going to be grease stains. So for those, you guys, you want to use your last oil, your pine salt, those kinds of things. And you know, the rule with the grease stain, always take it out of the wash and let it air dry. Because if it didn't come out the first time in the wash, you can always retreat it and run it through the wash again. But if you put it in the dryer, it's going to be much less likely that it's going to come out eventually. Um, The other thing I want to mention about the grease stain thing, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but about a couple weeks ago, maybe early March, I think, I had a piece in the New York Times about using unusual foodstuffs to clean. So it was like, (gasps) and I mean, literally, like, it opened with, like, we're not talking about white vinegar, because, like, everybody knows about white vinegar, especially everybody listening to this show, because it's...
0: We know about white vinegar.
1: Yeah. Um, But it was, like, using things like ketchup. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. So... Ketchup for copper, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, see, Jaya's been with me for seven years. She knows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we put in, like, a call at the end of it. Like, we put a call for, like, what's your favorite, you know, weirdo use? And a lot of, I mean, a lot of people, like, wrote and had foodstuffs. But a lot of people just kind of were, like, writing to tell me, like, their just favorite cleaning products, which is fine. Fine. Like, i information. literally not going to complain. Um, but one woman wrote to tell me that she uses Murphy's oil soap for grease stains in the same way that I'm always recommending less Oil and Pine Sol, which makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Because they're all very similar products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Murphy's oil soap. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. OK. That is the tattoo stuff. OK. Um, we have another question that's actually kind of similar To the ointment. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is from Lori. I'm going to have you read this. All right.
2: Lori, Uh, I just figured out that my vitamin C cream is staining the top of my duvet where I took it under my chin. It's an oxidized orange color, sort of like what happens when the vitamin C cream itself gets old and turns. And it's not continuous. It's more like little droplets. It sort of reminds me of the stains self-tanner leaves on sheets, if that makes sense. Duvet is white and 100% cotton. Is this fixable? I'm sort of mortified. Um, ooh, yeah, skincare yeah. This think, is real. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think it's. I think it is fixable. Um, so first of all, I want to say that in um the first LaMob Mob episode of this year, episode 107 with Josh Gondelman, um, we did talk about face cream staining issues, mm-hmm. and that was specifically someone who had she was using a retinol cream. Um, and it was creating like a dinge. So, um, this is a little bit of a different stain and I, and I want to talk about it. And also, obviously it's been through, it sounds like it's been through the wash and the dryer. Um, so I have something really specific to recommend. Um, but also just generally want to talk about your, your face cream stuff, which is, and I mean, you guys know, I, I use them, right? I, I slather, Mm -hmm. um, I do, you know, I have eye cream, I have moisturizer, I have essence, I have. What you know, I'm all these uh, all these everyone, things. yeah. Um, and the thing is about them is that you actually do want to be sparing with them when you put them on. If they're leaving a lot of staining on your bed linens, you're probably using too much. Mm. Um, so and that comes from a dermatologist. That's not, I'm not just like pulling this out of like, <laughs> like clean person thin air. Uh, but with that said Like the vitamin C cream Is you know it sounds like Regardless of how much or how little You're using like it is just leaving stains It's like the nature of the cream. so what I'm going to suggest specifically For this because it sounds like they're older And they're kind of darker um, Is I think you should go ahead and use Fels Naphtha which is that laundry Bar that I keep talking about
0: Ooh.
1: Um it's It's an old fashioned product Um you know, laundry bars aren't that popular anymore because people really favor uh, the sprays, the laundry pretreatment sprays and like the gel sticks and stuff like that just yeah. because they're easier to apply. But frankly, like the laundry bars are very heavy duty and they work really, really well. Um, and Fels Naptha is cheap and it lasts forever. Like a bar of Naptha is literally a dollar um, and it lasts forever. So what you're going to do... Is you're going to wet it. I use mine in concert with the laundry brush. Like, like you know, your little toothbrush would be perfect for this because there are little spots. Get the toothbrush wet, rub it on the bar, fell snap to pick up some of the soap, and then just scrub, like you're, like you're brushing the teeth of your Duvet cover. <laughs> just scrub those little stains. Um, I'm trying to remember, what did I use it for? I, I used it for something this morning. Oh, I had, there was like a mystery stain on my Duvet that was not makeup, it was not blood, it was not a sexual fluid. And I bet act- you
2: still get mystery stains.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I live in New York. Like, yeah, no, I, things weird, happen. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> um, and I tried, I had tried, I think I thought it was makeup, so I tried the rubbing alcohol and it didn't budge. And I was like, oh, got to go get the Fels Naptha. And so I got the Fels Naptha and scrubbed the stain, and it came right out. So it's really, really good stuff. Now, I also want to say, Mary, thank you for your note. I agree with you. You so one of my patrons, Mary, left me a note saying that she always laughs when I say don't use the Fels naphtha on your body. Yeah. because cause like it does look. It's it I mean, like it a bar is, of soap. It is a bar of soap, but yeah. like you don't want to use it to wash your body. Um, and she very she she very correctly reminded me that actually you can. I mean, don't, but you can use it. It's not like your your skin is not going to peel off if you use Fels naphtha on it um you still shouldn't do it but um felsnapta is actually used for treating poison ivy oh yeah which then i was like but that's even more of a reason not to use it like if it's if it's strong enough for poison ivy (laughs) i don't want to be rubbing it on my like tender skin you know so anyway um but just wanted to mention that and mary i loved i love that you're listening so closely that made me very very happy um okay so that's what i'm gonna say you're gonna do you're gonna use the Love, love, love it! I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Fell's nap. That I have to say, I think it's great stuff. Um, okay, on that happy note, that happy Fell's nap. That you <laughs> know, <notes, laughs> this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Jai and I will be right back with more about your Lamab experiences. Yeah. This is Ask the in Person, the podcast. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. I'm joined by Jaya Saxena. We've been talking about LaMob. Yeah. Yay. LaMob. You know what someone asked me on Twitter today, Jaya? What? Someone was like, I'm I'm like super, super late to this game. She's like, what the hell does LaMob stand for? Oh. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's the worst thing in the world, but it stuck seven oh. years ago on Hairpin. There we go. So you guys, as a reminder, it stands for Let's All Make Our Beds. That's all. Very Just simple. <laughs> And it was like a hairpin in joke and then it you know, it, it stuck just, and yeah. so like you gotta I I always describe it you like You can't change it now. This is No, you can't and that's the thing. I always describe it as being like a middle school nickname. Like yeah. once it sticks, it sticks. You can't you Yeah, know, you just gotta go. You with don't it. have so control like, over that. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's just my column in my show. I don't have control over it. <laughs> um, all right. We have uh this is also crazy. I've written I have written about this before, but mm-hmm. I actually went back into the clean cast archives. And I have never done an episode about pillow washing, which really insane.
2: Oh, because I was actually going to maybe ask you about that later well, about pillow washing. Well, good general. news. Because so good we're news. Here about we go. Right yeah.
1: So we have a question from Elise.
2: <laughs> good. Oh, um, Elise asks, how do you wash pillows and what is the timeline for replacing them? Also, how do I clean my throw pillows? All questions I also have. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So the throw pillow stuff, because we have, this, this episode is pretty jam packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to spend the, the longest answer for today is going to be about pillow washing. Mm-hmm. The throw pillow stuff is a, is a little tiny bit different. So I'm actually going to reserve that until we get into the first episode of wash what happens um because you know watch so watch what happens is going to be kind of like all the deep cleaning stuff. Yeah. Um and some of the stuff that I know I'm going to do already is like we're going to definitely dedicate one episode to deep cleaning your appliances, your oven, your fridge, like all oh, of that yes. stuff, which also like you guys get seriously like get excited for John because he doesn't even know this part yet. But Lindsay and I have been like conspiring <laughs> behind his back. Uh, John is wise enough to know that this is happening. He just doesn't know what the conspiring consists of. Uh, and we, we were like cra- cracking ourselves up because I was like, are you so excited for John to co-host for the month because you're going to like Come home one night to find his head stuck in the oven and him being like, Lindsay, do you know about oven cleaner? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I literally cannot wait for that moment. I was like, oh, it's going to happen. So yeah, so we're definitely going to do an appliance thing. I'm also going to do a big thing about like your cleaning your furniture and like kind of deep cleaning rooms like the living room, like moving the furniture and vacuuming the furniture. And so when I do that stuff, I will also throw in instructions about cleaning your throw pillows and like your and like your you know your couch blankie and which i mean you guys don't need instruction wash the blankie <laughs> um, is the the instruction but you need but you need to be reminded mm-hmm. to wash the blankie um so we'll do that stuff so we basically what we're going to talk about with this this little segment is uh we're going to talk about your your bed pillows your the pillows you sleep on not mm-hmm. the decorative ones um okay so here is the the kind of the there there are official rules and then there's Jolie lives in the real world with the rest of you rules um, and the official rules are they're what I call like the 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 direct the order of clean people directives <laughs> um, and actually in the case of pillow washing I want there's one that I want you to just like throw out because mm-hmm. I don't want you it's hogwash um, but the official directive from the order of the clean people is uh, that you should aim to wash your pillow twice a year. Twice a year. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'm going to tell you, I live in the real world with the rest of you guys. If you're only doing it once a year, I'm okay with that. I would like you to wash the pillow once a year. I, I, I would also like to suggest, and I know that I talked about this when we did the duvet ballet episode, and we talked about cleaning the duvet insert and the mattress pad and all of that kind of stuff. I actually think a great time of year to do if you're going to do that stuff only once a year a great time of year to do it is at the end of March beginning of April End your Lamab. Yeah. Yeah. Um you can also do it I know a lot of people do it at the beginning of Lamab to like get themselves kind of like pumped up for Lamab stuff. So like if it helps you to remember to do this once a year by just being like either at the beginning of or end of Lamab like take that and run with it. Like that that's my gift to you guys. That's my Lamab gift to you. Um But definitely once a year um, is a very, very good thing to do. And here is why. There are basically three reasons to wash a pillow. Um, The first is because your pillows will get full of dust mites. Now, dust mites are actually, they sound bad. They're not. You're already full of them. They are everywhere. They're not terrifying. Unless you have a dust mite allergy, which most people do not, they are very rare. Um, I did get an email because I was talking about them, I think, in the last episode. um and I did get an email from someone who does have a dust mite allergy oh, wow. and who was like, listen, I know they're rare, but like they will they will like, fuck your shit up, which is totally true. And I was glad that, like, yeah, you know, someone brought that up, right, which I mean, I already know that, but just like just to like let you guys know, I don't I'm not like minimizing dust mite allergy. It's just that they are rare. Most of you will not have them. If you do, however, yeah, they are serious, and you do need to worry about that. But, like, you should be working with your allergist, and there are all kinds of things you can do, and blah, blah, blah. But most of you are not going to have a dust mite allergy. But it's still a good idea to wash the pillows to keep them at bay, um, partly because they, they, over time it will start to compromise the, like, integrity in the loft of the pillow, um, which the loft means, like, the fluffiness. Yeah. Um, the two other reasons are, like, pretty obvious, uh, what they smell. Yeah. And they're stained. And they're stained with your drool. P.S. All those brown stains. Oh, that's that's your drool. drool. That's your drool. Um, yeah. So once or twice a year, wash those pillows. Now, here is the rule I want you guys to throw out the window. You technically are supposed to replace your pillow every 18 months. That is Hogwash.
2: That is the big pillow lobby trying that's to get you right. to spend more money on pillows. <laughs> that's
1: right. And we're gonna say big pillow. We're not buying
0: it.
1: <laughs> we're on to you, big pillow. Um yeah, don't do that. Here here's why. It's wasteful, it's unrealistic, it's it's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to be putting into landfills. It's expensive. Like j- that's that's outrageous. Yeah. Um now I know a lot of people do hold on to pillows for like 10 20 years that might be a bit too much <laughs> but i don't think that you should actually put like a strict timeline on when to get rid of pillows use your good judgment wash them regularly you know do your your annual or twice a year wash Um, you know when they start like losing their oomph mm-hmm. maybe think about replacing them um but yeah i don't want you guys throwing pillows away every year and a half that's crazy um all right let's talk about the washing instructions yeah this is the fun part uh you guys know i'm gonna say this because i have to check the care label to find out how to wash the pillow yes i'm gonna i'm gonna give you more information than just that (laughs) what if i was like okay (laughs) that's the show um follow instructions bye um but here's why you really need to check the care label because you need to find out what the pillow is made of because what the pillow is gonna, is made of is going to dictate how you clean it. Um, let's start with the most common one, the one that probably most of you guys are going to have, which is the poly-filled pillow. These are the easy ones. If you're if you're going pillow shopping, and which I know a lot of you are because right now I'm doing a how many how many pillows do you have on your bed poll on Twitter, and which is also insane. You guys have a lot of thoughts that you want to share <laughs> with me about your pillows, and I'm happy to hear them. I really am. I was surprised, actually. At how much people want to tell me about their pillow configuration. About many pillows, yeah. yeah. Um. So, um, what, what I, what one common thing that, um, has been coming through in the replies is that a lot of people are like, "Well, I have two, but I really want six. or like, and I'm like, "Like, life is short. Go get go your pillows. Get your pillows. Like, go. Don't wait. More pillows to wash. Treat yourself. <laughs> so, so which, which like, then." Leads me to this, which is like you know, this is our LaMob wrap up and we're wrapping up. And one thing that I always advocate at the end of Le Mob is like, get yourself something nice. If you made it through, Um, you know, treat yourself to like, you know, a satin pillowcase. If you want to protect your hair or mm-hmm. your skin or treat yourself to like a new duvet cover. If you've really been eyeing one or maybe you want a new mattress pad or maybe you want to go buy new pillows for yourself. Like go reward yourself. You've, you've made it through a whole month of making your bed every single day you listen to four podcast episodes about making your bed, <laughs> by, by all means, give yourself a reward for this. Um, OK, so if you're going to go out and you're going to buy new pillows, poly ones are going to be the easiest ones to keep clean. Now, you you may not like those, and that's OK, too. But I just want to say, like, that is going to be the easiest one. Mm-hmm. So here are the instructions. You machine wash them. Uh, you're going to use the gentle cycle, warm water, unless the tag tells you otherwise. Uh, You may want to balance out the load by doing two pillows at once. If you have a top loader with a center agitator, you may want to throw a towel in that you place in the machine first so that it is around the fins. And then you put the pillows on sort of the outer ends of the drum so that the fins don't shred the pillow, which can be a bit of a problem with top loaders with center agitators if you only have one pillow and you need to balance the load towels will also help you balance the load so that is very good to do one other thing that's really important really important with pillow washing you guys are going to be tempted to do the opposite you are going to think this is a thing I only wash once a year so I should use a lot of extra detergent no please please do not do that. <laughs> please be very, very sparing with your use of detergent. This is only one item or two that you're washing. They're Yes, they're, they're bulky, but it's only one or two things. And you really only need a small amount of detergent to get them clean. If you overuse the detergent, there's going to be a whole bunch of detergent left in the pillow. And that's going to cause all kinds of other problems. So please don't do that. Please don't over-detergent. It makes the baby Jolie cry when you over detergent. (laughs) Okay. If you have feather filled pillows, there are going to be people on this great green earth who are going to tell you that you cannot wash a feather filled pillow. I'm here to tell you, don't listen to them.
2: Oh, thank God. Because that's what I have. And I was
1: like, is all hope lost? (laughs) No, you can wash them. The same washing instructions apply for the poly ones and the feather (laughs) fills. I'm sorry. I am dying of consumption over here, you guys. Uh, So the washing instructions are the same, but the drying instructions are actually pretty critical when you are talking about the feather-filled ones. Now, the poly-filled ones can go right into the dryer, too. Totally fine. Use your dryer balls to fluff them up. You guys know the drill with all of that stuff. The feathered filled ones also can go into the dryer you should very definitely use the dryer balls with that because you want to redistribute all the feathers. But here is the the prickly thing about the feathers. Mm. You must dry them super, 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 super well because otherwise they're going to get that wet feather smell. Oh, yeah. And that's no good. And we don't want that. But the feathers also don't like to be dried at very high heat. Mm. which means that you're going to want to put them in the dryer on low to medium heat just for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, th- those are the, the feather pillows. Um, okay. Foam filled. I don't have a lot of great news for you guys about the foam filled ones. I have even less great news about the temper. Tempur-pedic oh, the Tempur-Pedic one. And the cooling ones and the ectoplasmic ones and what other weird ones. I, I actually have such bad news about them, I'm not even going to talk about them. Oh, no. Yeah. But I am going to talk about the foam-filled ones. Okay. Foam-filled ones should not go in the washing machine. The problem is that the foam can break up in the machine. The machine, even on the gentle cycle, is, like, too much agitation for the foam, and it can break up and, like, basically leave you with, like a lumpy misshapen pillow so you can hand wash them but i'm also going to level and tell you that like it's going to be sloggy and they're going to take forever to dry you can send them to the dry cleaner which is honestly probably going to be your best bet i'm not going to talk to you about the temperate ones because i have no good news to share about that (sighs) damn it I know I'm we sorry. have
2: one of them and I was hoping there was going to be light at the end of the tunnel, but no,
1: probably not. No, there really isn't. It's just gross. <laughs> we'll talk. I've next.
2: washed the zip cover of it though.
1: So <laughs> that's good. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what be, okay. What I, what I will say, you guys, basically the thing is, is like the, the memory foam, like can't, cannot be washed. Like I have yet to find any memory foam product that actually comes with like washing instructions. It's, I don't know. It's very frustrating for someone mm-hmm. like me, as So I just don't even like to talk about it. Just pretend that it doesn't exist. Um, if you do have a memory foam pillow, get a pillow protector and wash that. Because mm-hmm. that's the best bet. Yeah. So, okay. Let's move on. Yes. I didn't like that. <laughs> and I have something I really like. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready for this. Okay,
2: I'm so ready for
1: this. I'm so, you guys, I'm so excited about this question. So, someone tweeted at me and was like, I have a question that I can't ask on Twitter. And I was like, that's the best (laughs) (laughs) guy. I was like, here's my email, girl. So, here is the question from Lauren. Hell yes.
2: Lauren. (laughs) I knew Jaya was going to love this. Here's the bed mess question I couldn't ask on Twitter. (laughs) Forgive me if you've already answered this before, but I think you'll understand why I can't Google check this on my work
1: computer. (laughs) It was like literally just like levels of Jolie Care's favorite thing.
2: Oh, I'm very lucky to be a squirter. Hardcore. Like I have to lie upon a folded towel during sex to prevent big messes. Hell yes. And that only works 60% of the time. So when the towel barely does the job, how can I protect and clean my mattress slash mattress pad slash carpet? Yeah! <laughs> carpet yes, carpet! Lauren. Yes! yes. Get it. She notes my husband and I have fun. Should I launder my mattress pad every single time it comes into contact with my lady fluids? Should I invest in a good old waterproof mattress cover? I know a lot of women are embarrassed by squirting, but I've embraced my trick. It's a cool way to know I'm really enjoying myself. So, maybe this could help others ashamed of this. Oh my God. Also, you're the best, and I'm so happy you're living your best life. I am happy you are living your best life, Lauren. Lauren. This is fan. Nobody should be ashamed by squirting. This is incredible. We are all all here for you. Yay. (laughs) Carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. Yes.
1: i you to death. I'm oh, so happy. This is so good. <laughs> I have uh, one very easy answer. I actually have already told Lauren this because, of course, I wrote back and I was like, I love this question. I love you. Go on and get your best life. Yes. Like, good good for your
2: partner. Good for everybody good for here. For this literally is...
1: everybody involved. Um, what Lauren needs to get is she needs to get a product called the Liberator fascinator throw liberator is the is the company (laughs) the product is called the fascinator throw this uh is something that i have talked about on this show before um on episode 94 with tina horn um we were talking about it in the context of both squirting and um water sports Mm. um because of course we've covered the important things here on the show like squirting and water sports um (laughs) and what it is is it's a it's a it's a blanket it's completely machine washable um and machine dryable washable the whole thing it's black so staining is not going to be a huge issue with it um it's a throw it's it's probably around the size like a like a picnic blanket mm-hmm. size throw um that will fit over the full top of a of a full or queen bed so wow. it will protect so you can throw it down but also um because it's a blanket it can be folded up and you can throw it down on the floor. You can throw it on the couch. You can, I mean. Is it
2: made specifically for squirting?
1: And it's what's well, made. It's made specifically for sexual fluids of all kinds. This is amazing. Um, So. <laughs> I um, love humans. I, yes. So I just do really too. love that we made. This. Yes. I know. <laughs> I know. It makes me happy. We need it. Um, So, yeah, it's it's used for, um, you know, as I said, like the water sports set finds it particularly um useful. Mm hmm um yeah very very good for people who are squirters um great for people who are um into period sex um and you mean all kinds of just other any i mean food play actually yeah um would be another one like i'm not i'm not like literally like yeah racking I'm my brain to come up with like what are the messy thing. if
2: you pull out yeah that's probably yeah. a good use for that right
1: or i mean also like i mean yeah if you're into like facials and stuff like that yeah. i mean you your aim might not be perfect and yeah you know so anyway yay! <laughs> <laughs> i love this that's that's what uh that's what lauren needs that's what i think we all need in our life right um so right just to remind you guys the company um is called liberator um so it's liberator.com and if you actually if you just if you just google like liberator throw mm-hmm. you'll go right to it um okay so I have um I have one one last note um to share with you guys uh to wrap up Lamob, my seventh Lamob. I can't even believe Yay. it. Um this um this came from Natalie. I actually actually got this note last summer and I and I flagged it. Um one because I really loved it, but I also wanted to say that first of all, I, I love hearing from you guys about your Lamob experience. And I know that Hillary Getty said this last week. Um on the episode that she was on. But I also just want to remind you that LaMob does not have to be in March. You can Le Mob at any time. Um, if you just decide like in, you know, May that you want to try your hand at making the bed every single day for a month just to see how it goes and how you like it. And if it changes your life in any way, yeah. um, you can try it at any time. LaMob I...
2: lives in your heart.
1: That's right. <laughs> and I and I definitely always want to hear from you guys about it. So. Um, Here is a note that I got last summer from uh, a listener named Natalie, who wrote, Hi, Jolie. I only recently found my way to your podcast, and I love it. I'm decidedly not a clean person, but I feel like I'm absorbing cleanliness just by listening to you. While making my way through your older episodes, I happened to listen to a LaMob episode on July 1st and decided to challenge my lifelong aversion to making my bet. And I made it. By August 1st, I was rolling out of bed and starting to make it before I was even fully awake. It makes my whole room seem bigger and tidier, and when it comes time for the weekly clean, my room doesn't seem like such a big job, and it feels so much better to climb into at the end of the day. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Oh, I also tried vinegar as a fabric softener on your advice, and my towels were so soft. Thanks again. Natalie from Sydney, Australia. And then she adds, P.S., I think my mother is a little bitter that you achieved with one podcast what she couldn't with 28 years of nagging. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to say thank you so much to Natalie and to all of you guys for joining in um, of all of these many, many, many months of Mob that we've had over the years. Um, and I would like to apologize to all of your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, but I also understand why that is. And I, and I know that a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, – the reason that a lot of people come to me for cleaning stuff is one, because I'll tell you about the liberator throw. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but also because I do, I do try to remind you guys that you don't need to clean things because someone else is nagging you to do it. You can clean for yourself. It's a gift. You give yourself the bed making stuff is a gift. You give yourself do it. Don't do it. You're not going to be a disappointment to me. If you don't do it, <laughs> it's your life. It's your bed. Live it the way that you want. Squirt on the carpet. <laughs> That's, That's what I want for you guys. (laughs) Um, So thank you all so much for joining me through this month. It's been really, really fun. And Jaya, thank you so much for coming in here. Of course. Thank you for having me. And and pinch hitting. And um, I hope you guys are all excited for John. I know that I am. I really, I can't wait. Um, Fisher will also probably be in the studio. The the best dog in the world. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited for Wash What Happens. And if you guys have uh, topics that you would like me to cover, please be in touch. Just use the subject line, Wash What Happens. And you know that I am all ears. And on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes. Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And, of course, thanks to you, my listeners and my little mobsters, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast.